Welcome to Draftutopia. Chris Ransom and Oren Sheary here. And we are going to break down the latest news in sports today. Yeah, how you guys doing out there? Um, actually, there's a lot of football stuff going on, even though it's still in the offseason. And even though we're on uh, COVID-19 and all that stuff, hope everybody's still staying healthy and doing well. And, uh, you know, staying close to your families and everything. Um well, anyway, let's get right down to it. Uh, Chris, uh, wh what do you think about the uh, Cam Newton? Because I know you're a big-time Patriots fan. What do you think about Cam Newton going to your team? I love it, personally. It gives Stidham competition as well as a mentor in case Stidham does win the starting job. And they, they gave him the same maximum amount as Mariota got for his first year, but it's only a one-year deal, and the only way Newton gets all of that $7.5 is if he meets all the incentives. If he gets caught in training camp, he only gets $550,000 in cash, which is still a lot, but it's peanuts compared to the $7.5 he could receive if he meets all the team quotas and incentives in his contract with the Patriots. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen because – it's a 17-week season, and I think the Patriots are going to be the most compelling team to watch because they have a bye week in week six, and I think that's when you're going to see the Patriots begin to play Newton if he doesn't win the starting job right out of the gate. And with no preseason games, this is going to be a lot more interesting because there's no preseason, and you know Stidham and Newton are going to be competing for that QB1 job. Right. It's going to be a fun thing to see. Um and then we had a we have another big time free agent still waiting in the wings to get signed, and that's Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, rumors are going to a couple of teams, but as it gets close down to it, does he go back to Seattle, or or does he actually go to one of these teams, the Titans or the Raiders? I think the Raiders could be a very good fit. They do have Cleland Farrell and Max Crosby. He's he can play the 34 in Houston, but he's more of a 43 guy. I think he's better fit for that scheme. And I'm really curious to see where he's going to end up because he played well in Seattle last year after beginning his career in Houston. And the Titans could be a good fit. Honestly, they could. They got, I think they got Beasley in free agency too. So they got Harold Landry. And now you add Cloudy to the fold as a rotational guy. I know the Browns have made a serious push for Cloudy, but Cloudy's already indicated he has zero interest in playing in Cleveland. So if that's how he feels, I don't blame him. Like, the Browns are willing to go up to $18 million for one year, and he still doesn't want to play for the Browns. So that says a lot about the state of the franchise that the Browns are in, what, what current state they're in. Because the Raiders, they could get him in, and they could have him with Key, with Crosby, with Art, with Farrell, all those guys, and he would fit right in with that group. Yeah, I, I would like to see him on the Raiders joining the young guys. You have a young squad. I think Gruden's doing the right thing. I know, even though they didn't go draft a defensive end or defensive lineman, for that matter, in the draft, they did get a lot of stuff on weapons on the offense to make them better. But their, their defense will improve. They're young guys. Key was injured. People forget Key. Key was injured. He played one year by himself without Farrell, without Max. 
So here you go. You, I think he comes back from injury and steps up with his game too. Um, but to have Clowney in, in, there too with those guys, there the defense will be very very strong. Um, you know, so we'll see where he ends up. It's still in the mix. You can have other teams like Detroit. People say he fit might theirs, the schemes and stuff like that. But I just don't see. I think it's the two teams that made the offers: the Titans and the Raiders. And I think he makes a decision by the end of next week. Anyway, I, then, yeah, go ahead. No, you were about to say something. My my fault. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. No, I forget what I was going to say, though. That's the thing. Maybe it's <laughs> a Holmes extension because that is probably the biggest. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go do that. Biggest extension for a young man going him all the way, I don't know, past the 2030 or whatever. And I'm, I'm like saying to myself, my goodness, this guy gets injured, to, you know, in the, this season or next season. He's still getting paid so much money. It's unbelievable the guarantees for his extension. You want to give me those numbers for this quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs? Ten Patrick years, five hundred and three million dollars, <laughs> a half, first half billion dollar contract in pro sports history. Yeah, so this guy's probably basically saying if he runs his money right, he'll be a billionaire by the time he retires. Yep. Because a lot of these guys, you know, they get into tax, they buy restaurants, they buy businesses, because <clears throat> it's a lot of money. Yeah. He can own a team by the end of all this mix. So I don't know where Kansas City dreamt up on this scheme, but they sure – Sure gave him a lot of money. What's scary is how the world some of these teams come up with this money. Yeah, it's crazy because this is going to open up more cap space for the Chiefs, apparently. This contract's actually going to save them some money in the short run. But by 2021 or 2022, it's going to cost them a lot. Like, And that's the thing. The Chiefs have three guys, Watkins, Colin, Watkins Chris Jones, and um, – writer that are free agents next year but you're gonna have Mahomes back and you're gonna have this core together for a while and the Chiefs drafted guys in 2019 that could step in for Watkins and Chris Jones they got Colin Saunders out of Western Illinois he had a great senior bowl week in 2019 so I mean the Chiefs really the only position they'll need to upgrade next offseason is the center spot and if they can't bring back Ryder, then you can get Creed Humphrey or somebody in the draft and then you'll still have Mahomes. You'll still have this core together for another decade. And like it or not, as long as Mahomes is there, this division's going to go through Kansas City. I don't know if they're going to keep winning year after year. I'm not going to say they're going to win all 10 years. That's ridiculous. And I feel like that's an asinine statement. But I feel like they're going to win the AFC West at least seven of the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean, so we'll, we'll see where it all comes down to. Um Kansas City does have a strong offense, as we know, and they are you're loaded. Andy Reid is definitely one of the best coaches out there right now, by any means. And so, but you know, we'll we'll see how that lasts and where it goes from there. Um, let's go into another topic uh, in football. Washington Redskins getting rid of the Redskins name. I guess it comes down to it. What 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 will it be? We all know that uh, if you've been listening, the Warriors could be the Washington Warriors are ahead. 
Same deal here. Nothing so fancy, I don't think, about it. Um, I'm kind of not liking the name because it doesn't sound original to me because even we already have a Warriors in professional sports. Um, I know a lot of people, a lot of fans like it, but it is the Washington Warriors. To me, it still represents the Native American type of thing, like a warrior. Um, so I don't think that that is the best name to, to go with. Um, you know, it's like another Braves. Warriors, we have that in, uh, in California. You have the uh, Golden State Warriors in basketball. So why can Knight, can't the Washington Redskins be, get their own name, you know, um, like they have for the Nationals and the Capitals? I just feel that they can get their own name, um, you know, and, you know, people are saying the other names were the, uh, I think like the, the Red Stallions or, 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 or the, uh, the Red yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel this, this is uh, more, why do they got to call themselves a warriors? It's, it's just not original whatsoever i know a lot of fans may like it but it's not original also you're just putting another native american name yeah and i feel like they are going to end up going with the warriors i don't think it's the most original name either but they did file a patent for the name washington warriors some time ago i don't know when exactly this was but snyder did file a patent so he does own the rights to that team name if that is indeed the name they end up going with. I mean, I just feel, I mean, I just, it's it, it's just so silly. If they're going to change a name to go, Warriors, I guess, can mean many different things. But I remember the case um, in the high school names, they had to take off the Warriors. Warriors was a name that edicted some of the, Native Americans at that time when they told everyone to take off the, the names of the schools of warriors were one of those names. So to me, it's not even changing a name. It's just like saying the Braves. The Braves, to me, does, yes, the emblem has to do in baseball uh, of the emblem itself has a, you know, and they have the chomp and everything. You know, that's just similar to the Redskins. But because they have their and the Seminoles in the Florida State now the Florida State Seminoles they should change their name is that is that what they're thinking if we're gonna change our name why don't they change the Seminoles if you're gonna get rid of one you got to get rid of all of them yeah that's the thing with this these logos and people trying to not be offended by everything because the Braves and Blackhawks don't want to get rid of their logos Washington knows they kind of have to get rid of their logos and the Cleveland Indians got rid of their logo, but kept the team name Indians, but they are open to changing that to something else. Right. And, and I just feel that, um, I, I just, I mean, you know, when they had the baseball, when they had the senators and stuff like this, I mean, stuff that could relate either to the city of Washington, D.C., or just something original. I, I mean, I, I get what they're doing with the Warriors, so they don't really have to change that much, but it's not – I don't know who came up with the name. Dan Schneider came up with the name. That's silly. He, he didn't do much research on that account. And then every all the fans are just falling for it. That, that makes – that's no excuse 
the way I see it. I, I just feel that there's a lot of better things uh, on that uh, topic. Yeah, but I, I, one of the things I read on Tuesday, on Wednesday, July 1st, around 9 p.m. is that Washington's Dan Snyder wants to get the rights to RFK Stadium. They are going to build, I don't know what they're going to build down, but they are going to tear down RFK Stadium, the old Washington Stadium in Washington, D.C. next season. And D.C. said they're not even entertaining the idea of loading that property to Snyder or letting him buy it unless he changes the nickname. So they're, And FedEx is now threatening to leave, too. And we've seen Walmart, Target, Amazon, Dick's Sporting Goods, multiple companies that are associated with the Washington Redskins saying, get rid of the logo. Get rid of it. Right. So, and that, they probably that, – that's going to sh- for sure change the name and the logo, I, I, I'm, I think – the, the name that I like, because we're, di- we're at a time right now um, where we're really trying to celebrate, in my view, of uh, the black uh, community. I don't think it was right that they had the protests and all that stuff and certain things and certain uh, things. I, I don't want to get too political um, on my what I feel. But um, in any way, the, the, the red tails were a predominantly military uh, with the, in the black community. Um, and I just feel the red tails, which was one of the names that are given. I would love to see that type of name um, because they do not have such a beautiful name in, 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 in football. And, and it does have to do with what they are, what it is today. Yeah. And I did just get some breaking news. Division Three Power Conference, it, the NESA at AC, has canceled all fall sports. They are the first Division Three conference to cancel sports, and the Ivy League was canceled fall sports yesterday. So we'll see what happens because we're seeing a lot of colleges cancel. We're even seeing the FBS Power Five conferences, both the Big Ten and the um, – Pac-12 getting rid of their non-conference games, so it's just all conference football. And which is fine, I believe. Pac says the no to determinations to have been made the false on false sports. Um, you know, you got to remember we're we're going through a crisis right now. Yeah, you could go on a hike, walk around your neighborhood, and wear a mask. Don't wear a mask, you know, depending on what you feel. <clears throat> but you go to a store. We're all subjected to still wear our mask. We're still going through a pandemic. We have to still be careful around others that we really don't know or associated with. Um, let's just take a, you know, we list pretty much listed all the basketball season. I don't even know why they're even making a season or trying to make a season for that matter. Um, Baseball, we see kind of them doing interleague squads and trying to get some type of movement, which is nice. I like the idea of baseball because it's kind of spread out, but that doesn't mean anything. You have no fans. It's not the same. You might as well just write, you know, show an entire season from five years ago and people might enjoy the whole thing again. Um, you know, because I just feel no fans – in the stands, in these in these sports activities, 
is ridiculous. Is might as well just go play on my uh, on my PlayStation all day, you know? It, it, it's just that's why they have these EA tournaments. You could still do everything from home, you know. You know, Shadow Gaming, one of our uh, uh, sponsors here uh, for Capture Media. You know, we gotta we're, we're working around and trying to get some stuff going because those are tournaments that still can exist from home. And, but you know, they're trying to get these season. I just yes, they're saying this now, but in September when it comes down to it, there might not be any games, Chris. Yeah, and. I know MLS started on Wednesday. I've, I already talked about the games on last night's show, so I'll refrain from commenting on them. But MLB is going to start in two weeks with the Nationals and Yankees. And then the NBA is going to resume a week after that on the 30th with the 22-team tournament. And a few days after that, the NHL will resume on August 1st, even though there's no schedule for the games yet. And I said that on Monday that that's coming out next week, probably, or the week after, because Phase 3 of the NHL's plan is going to start on Monday, and then Phase 4 is going to be the 26th. That's when the teams are going to report to the neutral locations. And we'll probably get a schedule around some point within the next 13 days. We'll get a definitive schedule for the NHL. But the NFL is going to have no reg, no preseason. The NFLPA has already voted to no preseason, and we're just going to get regular season games. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, let me give me a let's backtrack a little bit. We were talking about the Big Ten Conference. There is yeah. an independent that plays probably a good eighty percent of their games with a Big Ten Conference and the ACC, and that is Notre Dame. Yes, that's Fighting. Notre Dame, and Notre Dame probably will only play two games. The whole season. And that's they can't play USC. They can't play Michigan. They cannot play any of the other teams that they have uh, going uh, Michigan State, I believe. So, I they mean, they do play Clemson at home late in the year. And yeah. if they are bunched in with the ACC teams, that is one of the games we will get. So to, to, me, to me, you're not going to see a what I'm saying, Chris, right now, as it is. You're not going to see a championship. You're not going to see a Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl or Orange Bowl or Fiesta Bowl by any means. I still think the jury's out on that. But as it stands right now. I don't think they're – they haven't canceled any of the playoff games yet. But the way things are going, we'll see what happens. Well, if, if the Big 20, Ten and the Pac-10 don't want to leave the, the region and don't want to travel from the region, it's not going to happen, Chris. And how do you how do you expect Notre Dame to even South be – South Carolina's government basically said that if the season started now, there'd be no football for either South Carolina or Clemson. So – Big Ten's only playing in conference. Clemson's not playing if their government. Right. Or South Carolina, period. Clemson, South Carolina, future is uncertain. Um, you know, I just, it just, it just runs down. So we'll see where college sports go, period. I mean, there's there was no, um, as we know, when this all started, there was no, um, basketball tournament that everybody's so used to so everybody lost that kind of thing 
So uh, we'll see where all that comes to and where everything goes on that on that note. Um, because I feel like there's so much that could happen in college football this season if they do decide to play. But if they make it so that only conference games are allowed to be played, that means there will be no games in week one, August 29th, and there will only be four games in week two. So you go from having like 20 to 50 FBS games to four. And two would be on a Saturday, one would be on a Friday, and one would be on a Thursday. And that would be the week. Right. (laughs) Not exciting. No, that's what I'm saying. The whole effect has been lost a little bit. You're not going to have too many viewers as it would be in a a regular season. Yeah, it's like college game day could choose between North Dakota State versus Oregon or USC versus Alabama. They'd probably go USC versus Bama. Now, though, their choices are Northwestern Michigan State at East Lansing and Purdue versus Nebraska at Wisconsin. Those are the only games that air on Saturday, September 5th that are conference games. Every other game in the country is an interconference game. I already looked at the schedule. So if College Game Day does decide to travel this year, even with the coronavirus, those would be the only games they could go to for week one. Nebraska, where they host Purdue, and Michigan State, where they host Northwestern. Those would be the only games they could go to for that week assuming they still do game day and travel this year. We you, don't you're going to gonna love this. Uh, it just came in yesterday, I guess, on Twitter. And, I, I, I mean, it's so funny. Um, and this is from the NFL, but going back to the NFL here. But it says, NFL teams will be forbidden from post-game interactions within six feet of each other and jersey exchanges between players will be prohibited during the 2020 season, sources say. Another way the NFL will look differently in COVID-19 world. And I'm like saying to myself, why are you even having the games? They're tackling, they're spitting, they're sweating, you know, ble- bleeding for that matter. And you're worried about if them shaking their hands at the end of the game? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we'll wait. What am I? The, yeah, the whole jersey thing. Like when players exchange jerseys. I think it was saw it a few years ago. A Breeze and another quarterback, Kyler Murray or something. No, exchanged jerseys last year. Well, a, game, a lot of I players think. been doing that. That's not a big to do. I've just, I'm just giving. But the you... NFL's not allowing it this season with the coronavirus. Right, they're not even allowing. They have to be six feet away from each other when the game's finished. Do you understand what I'm saying? They cannot go up and shake a hand, tap them on the back. They can't do that. Yep, and 25% of its capacity, the Jaguars say it said only, they will only see 25% of its capacity in each home game this season. And my friend that lives in Jacksonville, Joey, he's been on the few podcasts before. He's going to the Browns-Jaguars game in Jacksonville this season. So are they going to not let him sit there if they're only allowing 25% of their fans in? Is he going to have to take back his ticket? Because that's the game he wanted to go to. He's a Browns fan, and the Browns are actually coming to Jacksonville this year. That's one of the games that would have been in London had it not been for the coronavirus. 
Well, I mean, you, we don't even know if they're going to have people in the stands as of yet. That's correct. But we don't know. They say it now, but there's a lot of still things, even though because, you know, like, for example, in California and some other states, but I'm familiar with California, there's no way they're going to have anybody in the stadium right now. Nobody. They may have they all of them may have to go to Nevada or some other state that's open. Nevada and Arizona closed again. So, I mean, it just it just happens to see which state and what the governors, what the senators of those states allow. Where in Florida, it's open much more. Doesn't mean it's not going to be closed again either. So we'll see what happens as far as that. Um, let's another thing. You know, the thing is, and staying with the NFL, staying with the COVID virus, another problem is, what if a players, they're going to tell them, wear a mask? You cannot wear a mask when you're playing football. It's so hard to breathe. I run, I run sometimes or go up on a hike or ride my bike with a mask. It's hard. So I can't believe they're going to make them wear a mask. That's just ridiculous. So J.J. Watt and might opt out of season for that. And you got a bunch of uh, baseball players. We didn't even go over that. You know, if you go to the MLB um, list. MLS players only wore the mask during the national anthem. Once the game started, they well, took the mask. I'm saying not wear a mask. MLS, ML, I'm not talking about MLS. I'm talking about the NFL. I'm saying... I saw some MLS games, and they weren't wearing masks during the game. I'm not saying the other sports leagues are going to adapt to that. I'm saying that's just what I saw so far. But let's continue this discussion. Yeah. But I'm saying there's a lot of players that are going to opt out from the season, and we already see it happening from the major from Major League Baseball. Yeah, you're seeing it in Major League Baseball. I'm sure we'll see yeah, some I mean, players. Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, Ian Desmond, David Ross, Price, Felix Hernandez, and I could it's Nick Markellis. I mean, a lot of players that are not bad players are just saying are pretty good players for that matter. I said, ah, I'll, I'll sit out this season. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to worry about the the season as it is right now. And, uh, you know, Buster Posey for that, Matt. And maybe a few others will join him. These people, these players, I should say, decided I am not going to deal with it this year. It's not the same for me. And I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of with that. They should have the right to do what they want to protect them and their families. Yeah, I know the, NF, the N MLB... NBA, so there's some NBA players that have chosen not to come back. Same with MLS. Uh, Robbie Robinson, the number one pick in this year's Super Draft, chose not to return to the quarantine area. So, and we've seen it in the NBA too. Some NBA players have chosen not to come back. Landry Shamet of the Clippers, their third best scorer, is one of those players. And I just, so we're seeing it around sports everywhere. Yeah, I just feel it's going to happen a lot more in football than in baseball that's for sure and and that, i it just that's the way it goes sometimes you know, I, I just feel 
football is a sport where it just hap- happens to be like that. So, you know, so yeah. we'll, MLB already announced their 2021 schedule, even though we don't even know how the coronavirus is going to impact baseball. But they're assuming there's going to be a full season in 2021. Yeah, hopefully there's a vaccine by the end of the year, so there could be a full season of all these sports. For next season, for this year, you're going to get a full season of football, but then we'll see what happens with these other sports because baseball, I was looking to see if there was any big headline or storylines in sports because – Nationals are getting their rings. We're definitely worth the wait. So we'll see. Because the Yankees playing the Nationals in two weeks is probably going to be – it's in 13 days now. But the Yankees playing the Nationals at 7.08, that's probably the most exciting game of the year. It might be a World Series preview. Garrett Cole with his Yankee debut versus Max Scherzer. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean – uh, let's see what's happening around the NFL right now. Um, Chiefs wave quarterback Shea Patterson. Little things uh, happening. Titans unsure about extensions for John Hugh Smith. So there's a thought. Chiefs to re-sign Matt Moore, the backup quarterback. Um, and I think there's a bunch of signings, more, continued signings of some draft picks. Um, Packers signed their sixth-round draft pick to uh, uh, center, Jake Hansen. Uh, so just news around uh, Twitter that I'm looking at right now uh, and uh, go from there. Um, Jaguars signed their fourth-round offensive tackle, Ben Barch. Uh, let's see anything else. And that's about it for right now. Mark says the Ravens are going to win more than 14 games in 2020 after they won 14 and two a year ago. I, I'm not buying it. I think the Ravens will be better. They might make, they might win the Super Bowl this year, but I don't think they'll go 15 one or 16 and zero. That's just a crazy prediction to make at this point. Well, I have, I have a rumor going on. Um, 49ers have reportedly had discussions with the Jets for Jamal Adams. Who the 49ers are talking about, Jamal Adams? Yes, from the Jets, yes. And that would be a great move for them. They get they already have uh, Tart and Jimmy Ward. They really don't need another safety, but Adams would be an upgrade over them. I'm guessing one of those safeties and a day two draft pick would head to the Jets if they were to make this trade because I don't think they would deal a first rounder in 2021 if they can trade one of those safeties in a second. But I know the Jets want multiple firsts too. So, and Jamal Adams is worth it. He's a top five safety in the league. So I understand why the Jets want first round value for him. Now let's go back a couple of steps. Um, I don't like it. We usually don't bring up political views on this show, but I thought we should do this because one of uh, people's, some people's favorite player. Uh, went a little bit nuts the other day and on Twitter and said some things very uh, shaky. And I don't think he understands um, a lot of this view, a lot of what 
a Jew is or being an anti-Semitic and trying to be things and trying to apologize. He doesn't even know what it is to be in the Holocaust or, or something like that. And you cannot, um, he cannot deny it or, nor apologize um, because people, you know, you, you can't, you just cannot do that. Nobody did anything to you to make, make those kind of comments and she, he should never have done that. And uh, if I were to take, you know, you know, I mean, you really, you really, um, you know, bringing up false information about Adolf Hitler when he probably doesn't even know what it's like, probably never even been to Germany, never, you know, it, it, there's things that you just don't do. And I just feel as, you know, um, person who loves football, person who loves all different types of people, this guy should be suspended um, from play, from any interaction, if he were to ever come back to the NFL. And the Eagles should do something about it. I mean, he's getting messages from all his former players, and and he tries to say an apology, but you cannot apologize to something you don't even know what you're talking about. That's being silly. Um, It's like, you know, and Ed invited him to the history um, to join him at the Holocaust Museum. Edelman just added today that if Julie, if Jackson went, he would go with Deshaun to the Museum of African American History and Culture. So they both want to grow and work together to learn about these experiences. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but I just he needs to start educating himself. He shouldn't just blabber before he says something, and that's that's not right. And he, I think, he did approach. Uh, finally, he did, I think, um, meet with a, a group of ant fighting people who fight for anti-Semitism. Yesterday, and he met with a 94-year-old Holocaust survivor. And um, you know, I, I at first I thought, hey, does he have something? maybe somebody uh, did something that was Jewish or something like that, but it, it had nothing to do with that. He just said it. That's the bad thing about it. Then you need to educate yourself just like everyone educates yourself. And it's really sad that in this country today, we still have so many prejudices about religion, about race. Why can't we just be one people? I know they said black lives matter, but everyone matters. Um, that's my feel on this one. Everyone matters. If you have pink hair, purple hair, black hair, green hair, white hair, doesn't matter what you are. You need to love everyone around you. That's how you're surviving. That's what makes this country great. Yeah, I agree. There's lots of reasons to celebrate America. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It's how you carry yourself that matters. So... And in, people have to understand, we all came from different countries. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. You came from a different country, and not everybody was at that region, or not everybody came from the region that they think that they came from. So you need to tie everything in around and be be open to everybody, to, to be open to everything and everyone. Yeah, absolutely. great to be open-minded about key topics and things in the real world. That is true. 
trying to think of some other topics we could discuss quickly before we call it a day. I never, never, never finish talking about things. Um, you know, it's kind of bummer though. You have two new stadiums popping up, one in LA and one in Las Vegas, and these things were supposed to get done in a Raiders, for example, would have been great to have an opening year with a stadium done, with the stadium complete. Would have been beautiful just to have that kind of uh, unbelievable setting. I think the Rams are a little bit behind, but those two stadiums would have been immaculate to have the excitement um, coming in. The Raiders, I think, are almost done with their construction. Yes, yes they're, they're almost done with the construction, but I'm saying they're not going to have the fans. Regardless, Chris, they're not going to have the excitement of uh, of having a show there, of having you know all the good, fun things uh, about what makes Vegas, what makes a new stadium, what makes the fans, you know, be open, and it's not going to be there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and you, you got a point. I mean, it's a pretty valid one. Even if they yeah, let, even if they let this, every other seat in some of these stadiums, even if they do that, it will not have the same effect. It's going to be so boarded off that you're going to have all these policing and whatever. It, it really is never going to be the same for a while until they get a vaccine or what have you. So this really needs to – this season, it's not going to be the same for anyone, football, basketball, baseball. We'll see the baseball. I saw a practice game with the Dodgers the other day. It was just playing against themselves. It was one of the most boring things. It's like a little league. I don't want to see a football game like that. It would bore me to death. You know, um, they're going to be limited with uh, the announcers, limited not only with fans, but announcers with all these other helpers that we don't see with cameramen, everything. You, you, you think that it's not going to be alike. Even the commercial sponsors are going to be smaller. It's just not going to be the same. Yeah, and that's the thing that's, gonna suck because not having those crowds in the games is gonna take away it's gonna take away some of the mystique of having a home field and some franchises like the buffalo bills don't even aren't even letting fans into the stadium new york passed a law stating that nobody in a new york sports franchise is allowed to go in the stadium so it doesn't just apply to the yankees and mets it applies to the bills it applies to buffalo bulls any FBS college in New York, Syracuse. So none of those, all of those programs and pro sports teams are going to be playing with an empty stadium. Yeah, you, you asked about the ACC earlier. ACC is expected to play conference-only games. There go, Notre Dame does not have a season. Yeah. So Notre Dame does not have a season. Because if they can't play in the Pac Big Ten or a Pac Ten or ACC, they do not have a season. Unless they play Air Force or Army. The only independent game they had was against 
Navy, but that game got rescheduled. And I am going to go back and look through the schedule because the Navy game was supposed to be in Dublin, Ireland, but that got rescheduled. And the rest of their opponents are either ACC. They had Arkansas on September 12th. Western Michigan's a MAC team. Wisconsin's Big Ten. Stanford, Pac-12. Pitt, ACC. Duke, Clemson, ACC. Georgia Tech, ACC. Louisville, ACC. And USC, Pac-12. So, yeah. And the Navy game against... Notre Dame and Ireland already got canceled. So that was going to be in Dublin, Ireland. Like that was going to be the first college football game to ever take place in Ireland. Huh. And that got canceled. Yeah. So unless they decide to play that one game, that would be the only game on their schedule they could play. And it's like they'd be 1-0 and they'd be in the college. Right, and, and, it, and it kind of bites for the seniors. I mean, I, of every really, really with every team, because you don't have the excitement you would in college football. Some of these 90% of the seniors, believe it or not, 80 I would say 80% of the seniors that play college sports in general don't ever get to see a – you know, unless you're playing with your family or playing on the side, but they don't get to go to a professional thing. I mean, it's only a small percentage, even though we get excited about the draft and there's like in, a, in each draft, there's only a very small percentage that get to be a professional athlete. So that that's another thing that we have to take in effect that, you know, these team teams, these everybody, you know, it, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna even if you play six teams like in your conference or what what have you, you you really really don't get the full effect. What it well, is to be a college athlete. Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Bobby Bowlesby said when asking if he plans on canceling non-conference games anytime soon. No. So the only conferences that are not expected to um, play are SEC, Big Twelve. Ohio State and Clemson should all play each other. That's what they're saying for the playoff. But it's like if the ACC, that means ACC. And I'm not opposed to an SEC versus Big 12 tournament if that's what we have to settle for with, um, without ACC, without Big 10, without – because the Big 12 is going to play this year. They're going to play non-conference games. That is coming from the Big 12 commissioner. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I just feel there's a lot of uh, things are still in the mix and things can change daily. Season doesn't didn't start as of yet, so let's see what we could do. What happens? You know? um, and we'll go from there. I mean, it's very exciting, but then a very uh, sad for some some of the players. I mean, that's. It's, you know, when you really think about it, I feel, um, let's say, if you're playing for Notre Dame like we were discussing and you're a senior and you're expected to go to the draft, you may never, ever get to play again from where you played last year. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And that, that's what I'm saying. Um, so basically, in February, hopefully, when they do have the combine and uh, maybe some of those other bowl games and stuff, we will be able to see some of these players that didn't get to be, you know, in that mix, come back to life. And, 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 
and enjoy enjoy what football sports is, is about. That's the thing. I mean, I mean, you're a freshman. Hey, you get to be get bigger. You get to be better. You know, on your own. That's not a problem. You will enjoy. You will have that thing. Probably in a year or two, everything going to be great. But right now, these seniors, that's it. They may never get to play again. That's that's what I'm saying. For some schools, some other schools, yes, it's going to be, but it's never going to be the same. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's where we're going to go from uh, here. Um, I think, uh, you know, we we leave. Um, I'm kind of excited to see how the baseball turns out. Um, who do you have going to the series in this half season? Yeah, and I have it. I have the Nationals facing the Yankees. I think those are the teams that are going to end up. But I think the Cleveland Indians and Oakland Athletics could be challengers to the Yankees. Yankees are my front runner, but I think Oakland and Cleveland both have good pitching, good starting fives. The Rays are another team to watch. I think those four teams in the American League are definitely contenders. And then I think the biggest challenger to the um, Nationals in the National League has got to be your team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, I think half seasons change a lot of teams because sometimes, sometimes teams just run out of gas when there's a half, and when there's a full um, thing. So you're going to see some young teams you have no clue are going to be shock people because these younger teams do well for a half of a season, but then they do horrible because they cannot survive that whole intense, um, you know, season of an entire season. So that's why I, I'm going to take your, your your two contenders for the for the National League with the Nationals and Dodgers, and the Yankees, and um, what's the not the A's, but I I don't think the A's are right there yet. Um, but um, what did you say, the Indians? So I think those four teams still, you know, if you're a full season, yes. But I'm just something – I'm just – take a surprise team, even the Orioles for that matter, um, may surprise because it's a young season. They only have to play half of the season, you know. Yeah. The Giants may come back and be good because they only have to play half of the season. So that's the thing is – your own these teams that mm, are just like a scoop away might be better playing a half a season than a full season. That's all. My, that's my take on that. Yep. And Buster Posey's not going to be playing, so I'm not sure what they're going to do. Catcher, they might bring Joey Bard up. Their 2018 second over pick. He might be ready to be called up to the majors. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Major League Baseball this year because I think there are four teams, those four we mentioned. The and Indians yeah. just have a better starting rotation than the Twins. The Twins could still be good, but the Twins and Indians both have the easiest strength of schedule in the entire MLB. Right. So. Well, make a long story short, um, let's see the, how that um, – NBA, I'm not so excited about an NBA shortened season because it's really not that much. Um, I think they just want to see what happens. And plus, they're not all in your hometown. So that's going to be kind of condescending of what the NBA is all about. So that, that just goes to justify it. 
Um, did you hear anything about hockey, where the hockey is going? Hockey's going to be in Toronto and Edmonton, and they're going to put the teams in opposing conferences. And where is that? when is that season going to start, like normal? That's August 1st, the two days after the uh, NBA set to resume on July 30th. All right. Well, you have all four or five sports, you know, coming to your theater near you because you're not going to leave the house to watch them. I'm sure they're going to so, um, open some of the bars near your house if you could sit down with a mask and watch it for two hours. Uh, all right. I will do one prediction for fun to wrap up yeah. the show. It's the night's MLS game. It's the Sounders and the Earthquakes. I'm going to take the defending MLS Cup champion Seattle Sounders. I just think the Earthquakes have a lot of talent. They're a very promising young upcoming team, but I just think the veteran core and the leadership of the Sounders, them getting to – Three of the last four MLS Cups really speaks for itself. Well, you got to go with the Sounders. They have a very good fan base, even though the fans are not there. I like the Sounders. Go Seattle. And that's my take. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Draft Utopia. That was Ord Sheary of NFL Draft Insiders. You can check out NFL Draft Insiders on Facebook and follow Ord on Twitter at NFL Orin Time. All right. Thanks, folks. You have a good one. Thank you. Take care and be safe.